I'm Amy Dodd-Pilkington, and you're listening to Speak On It. Hi again. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support. It really does mean a lot. I know I say that a lot, but I can't tell y'all enough how much it means. All right, so today I want to talk about um, what started my journey. You know, I'm always telling y'all, keep keep going, keep growing, be kind. So what started my journey? Um, Why did I make drastic changes to begin growing? If you know me on a personal level, you know. But I realized that some of you don't know me in real life and might not know why I embarked on this journey. So let's talk about that today. I apologize if I ramble or or whine or come off as whiny because all of that's uh, probably going to happen. A little over four years ago now, I got sat down. I had been having issues I ignored for several years before that, But around four years ago, I really started having trouble walking, and it reached a point where I could barely walk. And when I say I got sat down, I mean that literally, not figuratively. I literally had to sit down because I couldn't walk much. Um, Again, pardon the noise outside. The cats have to look outside. Anyway, the frustration of it all, well, as much as I had changed physically, I think the mental changes were the hardest. I still struggle with it. And as soon as I think I've made peace with the uncertainty and limitations, I find myself right back at the start, asking myself why and feeling sorry for myself. Um, Let me better explain my situation. At the moment, I can walk about 15 to 20 feet. It's tiring, but I can manage that with my cane. I can only manage that a few times a day, and and I have to manage my day so I can do what has to be done. What I'm saying is, um, I can only make so many trips down the hall every day, so I have to save my steps for necessary trips. I'm sure you know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's better, and sometimes it's worse. Uh, Because I don't have a diagnosis, um, I call the worst episodes regression because I don't know what else to call it. It's easier to say I've regressed than to explain the details of it all every time. And each time I come out of a period of regression, I've lost more strength. Uh, My muscles weaken and I have atrophy. I have other issues that come and go and I have tremors and spasms and pain and other things too. I've I've tried to uh, do physical therapy and and regain what I've I've lost during regression when I come out of it each time, but... uh, it seems like the periods of regression are longer and, and harder and I lose more and I don't have enough time to build back up and it's just, see, there I go whining. Anyway, I, I feel sorry for myself more than I'd like and I, I try really hard not to whine. I tell people I like to keep my pity parties to a party of one and I withdraw from, from people during the worst of it, even people I'm close to. I'm I'm so lucky to have people who understand this and stick around through it all. Thanks, A. I appreciate you far more than you know. And that's as close as I'm getting to saying your name. And it's because of this that I don't like to talk about it all the time. I did try talking about it a couple of years back, hoping it would help me make peace with it all. Didn't work. Uh, so I try to keep my pity parties private now. Lucky you. Today I made... Today, you made the list and had reservations, so welcome to my pity party. It's not fun. Now, some people say this was karma for me being a bad person. Now, I don't believe in karma, and I think someone saying this is karma, well, 
I'm a strong believer in saying what you really mean if you must say something. I think we should all be kind, and, and sometimes being kind is simply being quiet. But if you can't keep quiet, say exactly what you mean, because I appreciate honesty, even if it's a hard truth. And saying this is karma is saying I deserve this. Now, I'll tell you how I know that karma isn't real. Now, let me preface this by saying... I don't like blaming my past for anything. I decide who I am. Does it have an influence? Absolutely. But I decide who I am and how I act. Having said that, I look back at, at people who've done terrible things to me, unspeakable things, things I cannot say out loud. I was a child and still very innocent when an awful thing happened. I wrote about it in my book in, in great detail, but I still cannot say it out loud. As a child, I had done nothing to deserve that. There was no karma in that. And the person who did that, karma never got them. In fact, all the people, and there were plenty, who did horrible, awful things to me, karma never got them either. They didn't pay for the things they did, and they're not paying for the things they continue doing. They still get away with all the bad things they do. Now, I've been a bad person, not on the same level of these people, but my words really hurt people. My decisions hurt people. I never physically harm someone, but I know words hurt, and that pain sticks with you for a lifetime. But do you think karma gets someone like me, while people who sexually and physically abuse people have no consequences? I don't think so. Now, I'm not saying that I don't deserve a few things, like I deserved lost relationships with people I hurt. I deserve a lack of trust from people I betrayed. I deserve those sort of things for my actions. But having mobility issues and all the things that I have, do you think I deserve this, but a rapist deserves to be living life like nothing ever happened? Of course you don't. And that's why I say karma isn't a real thing. Karma doesn't come around to those people. Karma doesn't visit those people. There's no karma. It just doesn't exist. And that reminds me of something else I need to work on. This, this is my process, guys. I analyze everything to death, and it helps me identify problem areas. And then I get to work on it. I'm still bitter that some people walked away unscathed. I'm bitter that there, there are people who didn't pay for what they did. Now, I take responsibility for some of that, even though I shouldn't. This goes back to me talking about how I'm a doormat in situations. I didn't tell people about some of those things. I still keep secrets that I shouldn't keep because it's easier. I've, I've forgiven things I should never have forgiven, and I still keep those secrets. But I'm bitter that people judge me for those broken relationships without knowing those dark secrets that caused the unra those relationships to unravel. I'm bitter even though I made choices to stay silent. Now, mind you, I did speak up a couple of... Uh, about a couple of things many years ago. But when my pleas for help were ignored, I, I learned not to bother. I kept quiet. I, um, that's, that's a big reason why I stress to people not to teach their kids it's family. Because if they learn to keep secrets and defend family, they'll hide abuse. If they learn that it's normal to keep secrets and defend people when they're wrong, they're learning that they can't speak up. Now, don't, don't do that. Don't teach your kids to hide abuse. Teach them that they should never defend someone who's wrong and they should never keep bad, bad secrets, no matter who it is. I need to work on being bitter. 
I've made peace with my past traumas and uh, but I'm bitter that people who harmed me got away with it I'm still bitter um, and bitter means I'm not fully past it I have to work on that I'm, I'm rambling I know it y'all knew I would back to what I was saying I've never been a patient person this was a, a huge flaw of mine I had zero patience well, when all you can do is sit, you learn patience, or you lose your mind. I'm not going to lie, I lost my mind before I found my patience. Don't get me wrong, I do still get impatient, but I have patience like I never had before. I had no choice but to learn to be patient. And once I learned patience, I was a little bit more accepting of my situation. Just a little bit. Instead of constantly stressing over how much I couldn't do or, or get done or how long it took to get something done. I learned to slow down a bit without going nuts. And that patience allowed me to, to really take stock of my life. As I said, couldn't do much else. And, and as I said, I thought about all the things from my past. I thought about what I've lived through and all the things that made me who I am. And I didn't just dig through the parts I liked and, and stop lying to myself. I, I stopped lying to myself. That's the big thing. I always told people I liked who I was, and that was a lie. I didn't think it was, not, not completely, when I told people that, but it was. There were lots of things I didn't like about myself. Now, I'm not talking about physically, because we all have those hang-ups. I mean mentally. Parts of my personality were toxic and just bad. I was a bad person. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely did do nice things. I was helpful and I did many things for many people. I did good things. But I was still a bad person. And that bad outweighed the good. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like those bad things. And I knew I had to do something. Now, I... I do have mental health issues, and, and I suffer from deep depression at times. I've been suicidal many times over the years, and not liking who I was physically, thanks to all the new limitations, and, and not liking who I was inside as a person, I knew it wouldn't end well. I had to change. So I started picking apart the things I didn't like and, and making changes. I started focusing on, on how I could behave and, and react and respond better. I made changes, a lot of changes, and I'm far from done. I find new things every day that I have to change, and I do make those changes. I try very hard not to fall back into my own, my old ways, and, and sometimes I fail, and I have to correct course, and that's okay. I still have plenty of faults to fix, too. I'm a work in progress. I'm still a big old mess, y'all, but I've come a long way. I've made lots of changes, and I'm very proud of how far I've come. When I say I like who I am, I kind of mean it now. I like this version of me uh, more than I ever liked any version of me. I still have a long way to go, but I've come this far, and that's a long way from where I started. Now, I, I don't know what the future holds, because my reality is not something I ever imagined. I never saw a future as an ambulatory wheelchair user and I realize how life can drastically change in the blink of an eye. I might not be able to walk very well physically but mentally I'm running. Mentally I'm doing some work. Mentally I'm busy making changes and learning to be a better person. 
I'm proud of my progress and I'm proud of my commitment to keep working on myself. I'm proud that I'm finally spending time on me. My me time isn't manicures and massages. My me time is discovering who I am at my core and working to be the best me I can be. I'm working to be somebody that I can truly like and maybe even love. My journey started at a time when I thought my journey was over. My future looked bleak. I felt useless and helpless and worthless. I didn't know what the future held. And uh, my journey started at a, a very low point. And, it, and it's been an uphill climb the entire way. But knowing who I was and who I am now... Every bit of that work was worth it. And I know every bit of work in the future will be worth it. Now, um, if you're struggling, don't be afraid to have a pity party. I wrote an article about pity parties in the beginning of my journey. It's in the, uh, Thrive Global. <clears throat> if, that's, if you're interested in reading it, it's in, uh, published in Thrive Global. It's, it's, pity parties are part of grieving. They're part of feeling sorry for yourself. You... That's part of your grieving process. Have that pity party because you need it. And then figure out how to start picking up the pieces and go from there. Every journey starts out with a single step. Just one little thing is all you need to start growing. Keep going and growing. And if you need help, um, please reach out. Feel free to reach out. I'm a peer counselor certified in behavioral medicine, and I'm happy to help if I can. Just... Uh, if you need help, reach out to me, to somebody, to anybody. Um, look for my link tree on the main page. Connect with me on social media. Read my blog, buy a book, grab a t-shirt from row98.com. That's R-O-W-9-8.com. If you want to read some of my articles in various publications, um, Google Amy Dodd Pilkington, and you'll find lots of my work. All right. Keep going and growing, y'all, and be kind. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Speak On It. I'm Amy Dodd-Pilkington. Thanks for listening.